Hello. to <laughs> episode five. <laughs> episode five of Keep It Ghosty. I'm your host, Rebecca Collins. I'm your co-host, Katie Lale. And today's episode has it all. <laughs> Caves, mining, mushroom farms, <gasps> gangsters, <gasps> bootlegging, <gasps> nightclubs, murder. Whoa. Ma- maybe. <laughs> maybe. TBD. Swing dancing <laughs> and ghosts. Oh and, my gosh. oh my God, orbs. <laughs> orbs. Ooh. It really does have it all. Wow. It does have it all. And what am I talking about? I am talking about the Wabasha <laughs> Street Caves in St. Paul. So we're going to kick this off. I mean, if you are not familiar with the Wabasha Street Caves, you're probably like, what the hell are we talking about? So I'm going to give you some history going back quite a ways, but it is important mm-hmm. and it will help you understand the whole the whole picture of these caves. So yeah. there's a lot of history to unpack. Um, the caves have actually existed since before St. Paul existed, Mm. um, but not in the form that they took on. We're talking Mm -hmm. about caves made of what they call St. Peter sandstone Mm. in the bluffs of the Mississippi River. And this sandstone is really easy to excavate. Mm -hmm. And it's a layer of rock that often has the most tunnels and caves, even naturally. Mm. Um, In the Twin Cities, this layer of sandstone is closer to the surface than in other parts of the Midwest. So it's like exposed bluffs, expo- mm-hmm. exposed cliffs. And in St. Paul in particular, yes. Um, I wanted to also mention that a lot of my information about these caves comes from a book called the Subterra- called Subterranean Twin Cities by Greg Brick, which I highly recommend. <laughs> cool. Um, and just a lot of online sources, but Greg Brick is kind of, uh, a known, um, geological guru and he's, and according to him, the St. Peter sandstone, sandstone is very extensive. It covers nearly a quarter million square miles in the Midwest. Whoa. St. Paul was known to the Dakota Indians as white rocks because Mm -hmm. of these exposed layers. Mm -hmm. And we're not really talking about the natural caves that Mm -hmm. were more like little, you know, I would say some of them were, there were some large caves, but where we're talking about with Wabasha Street Caves, these were excavated caves that were carved out probably with pickaxes in the 1840s. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. (laughs) Well, that gives you an idea like how um, carvable it is. Yes. Like it's, you know, and a lot, in a lot of my reading, they would talk about um, how sand just, if you don't seal the the walls and ceiling in these caves, you know, sand just kind of Mm. rains down like all Mm -hmm. the time Mm because it's it's kind of loose. Mm -hmm. So um, this was, these caves were originally carved out because they wanted to get to the silica so they could use them in glass production. Then we move on. By the 1880s, silica mining over the caves become 
the site of mushroom farming. <laughs> which you yeah. wouldn't think. No. You wouldn't think that St. Paul, but the the atmosphere in these caves was just perfect for mushrooms. Yeah. Um, it's dark, it's damp. Yep. Um, so cool. I thought it was like, I thought the mushroom farming had happened like later on, but it sounds like it was. No, it started. Like yeah. Early, it started in the on. 1880s. And you know, it went until like, I think there were still mushrooms being grown in some of the caves around this area until the 1980s. Hmm. And so one of the things that they relied on, I think one of the reasons it changed was they used to do it with horse manure because mm. pre-car, yeah. There was a lot of manure around, very convenient to get to these caves. But then as things changed and they moved to cars, um, not as much manure available. Mm-hmm. So there was a French immigrant named Albert Mouchnault. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure I'm <laughs> saying right. that incorrectly. <laughs> he first used the caves to grow mushrooms and then several miles of the Mississippi River Gorge in St. Paul which encompasses um, Plato, I think that's how you say it, Street, Water, oh, yeah. and Joy Streets, and that was all Mushroom Valley. Wow. Mushroom Valley. <laughs> mushroom Valley. More than 50 caves. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're involved in this mushroom growing, <laughs> which I think is like, oh, and then, you know, it's pretty interesting. These, these caves would have like 35-foot ceilings and all these miles of passages. Yeah. Um, they used them for other things too, like aging blue cheese. Neat. Lagering. So you're <sighs> aging your lager, yeah. like German, like in German beer storage for all kinds of things, including bodies, boat, maybe. boats, <laughs> boats, bodies. <laughs> yeah. And then important to our story, nightclubs. Nightclubs. It's, yes. I love hearing how extensive the caves are because when you go to the caves, it's, you know, it's extensive, but just to think about how many, how many more tunnels and things are involved, either in that system or just in general in the place. Yeah. There that were, maybe are, some of them might be closed up, but. There are so many caves. I mean, so many caves. Um, and we, We'll get to that as well um, about these the network of caves. Yeah, but in the nineteen so in nineteen twenties this this French immigrant Mouchnot he had a club at the Wabasha Street Caves. Cool. I think he okay he called it the Wabasha Street Speakeasy, <laughs> which to me seems kind of false because like do you call your bar a speakeasy Hmm. I feel like what yeah but it was supposedly this is the 20s it's supposedly Mm -hmm. a popular place for gangsters and local socialites (laughs) and um that went south but then so then in the 19 in 1930s I think it was 33 prohibition was ending and then the nightclub scene could really take off in these caves. So there was one club called Mystic Caverns. Yes. That had a big neon sign. It. Oh, cool. It was like a skull and crossbones in neon that would show you where the entrance to the cave was. So as you drove up the, you know, drove up the street to these caves, yeah. you would see this 
Skull and Crossbones. And then they had Castle Royal, which was located at uh, Wabashaw Street South. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's... the Skull and and Crossbones entrance, like, was that at the same... Like, was that a different entrance? that's different. different, so cool. That's a different nightclub. Oh, okay. In the cave, though. Yep. Okay. In the network of caves. It's somewhere around the bluffs. I'm sure... I don't think, like, that's a cave that you can visit today. Yeah. But um, this th- Castle Royal was at Wabasha Street Caves. That opened in 33, and it was this, you know, supposed to be very elegant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things weren't feeling very elegant because of the depression in, at this time, but they carved out a dining room, a bandstand. They had chandeliers and fountains and tapestries and handwoven <laughs> rugs. The doorways were carved to look like mushrooms oh. as a little callback to the mushroom <laughs> farming. <laughs> and so at this club, they, you know, performers, they had Cab Calloway, the Dorsey mm-hmm. brothers, mm-hmm. Um, someone named Harry James, who I'm not familiar with. Yeah. And then I heard the, when I did the tour like 10 years ago, um, I thought they said Sarah Vaughn performed there. Did oh, you? but I, I don't know what year or when. Or, sh- I didn't yeah. fact check that. I didn't fact check that at yeah. all. But it, she she that might have. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So it the nightclub that nightclub went bankrupt and closed in 1940. But mm. this is the this is the the origin story. This <laughs> Castle Royal for all the ghost stories that stay with us today. Mm. So it's important just to like visit this this story. Yeah. Um, if when you go to the caves, you know they they do kind of celebrate their gangster history. So there's mm-hmm. pictures of John Dillinger, Ma Barker, yep. someone named Alvin Creepy Carrips. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> Babyface Nelson. Oh, Babyface Nelson. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. So. They really, they've really always leaned into this. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to tell you right now is the ghost legend of this cave. One night in 1934, four gangsters were playing cards in the gambling room at Castle Royal, which is like a separate back room. And a man with a case arrived and asked the band to leave. Apparently there was no one else at this club. I don't know why the band was there, playing to an empty room. The band left, and suddenly there were just the five men, the four gangsters, the guy that arrived with the case, and a waitress. The waitress went to the kitchen, and while she was there, she heard what sounded like <gasps> pops of a mis- like a like a submachine gun popping. She ran back to the fireside room to find three men shot dead. The fourth card player had run off with the man with the case, likely his accomplice. Oh. Okay, so the waitress calls the police. It's not known where the waitress was between the time that she called the police and the time they arrived. Mm -hmm. But by the time the police went in to check the caves, said on the internet on historic Twin Cities. <laughs> it said, without her. 
Mm-hmm. They were they went in the room without her. They returned and accused her of filing what? a false police report because Uh-oh. they found no bodies, no body, no blood, no blood, no evidence that a crime ever <sighs> took place. The waitress insisted. No blood. I know. Wow. The waitress insisted that bullet holes left in the stones on the fireplace were evidence that a crime occurred. So the rumor has always been that the three murdered men were buried in another part of the cave, either by the killers or by the police. Mm. To this day, bullet holes can still be seen in the fireplace of the fireside room. People say they experience um, sightings of gangsters, these Mm -hmm. card-playing gangsters, glaring at visitors, walking past them, disappearing into cave walls. (gasps) (laughs) And then we've got some other assorted hauntings. Hmm. Um, So there's a main cave with a stage, and people said that equipment would fly off the stage with no explanation. Um, when it, so, it, so Castle Royal briefly reopened in like the 70s as a disco, which is really <laughs> pretty weird. But they said that weird. equipment would fly off the stage with no explanation. A ghost of a woman in the bar area is named Alice, and she likes to tug on people's shirts. Mm. There's two gangsters who have two favorite seats at the end of the mm, bar. That's right. Yeah. There's an, there was an apparition of a man sitting in the audience near the main stage. Some see a man wandering around in a Panama hat. Mm. Another story described a ball that bounced into the men's bathroom. A young boy <laughs> playing with the ball says he saw a man dressed in gangster mm. attire straightening mm-hmm. his tie in the mirror. Um, the entity turned and smiled and winked at the boy <gasps> before disappearing. I think that's think- pretty that's pretty cheesy. <laughs> Do you think that that was Babyface Nelson? Because oh. on the tour, they told us that it was like another story about oh, right. a boy that like, I don't know, they were at a party or something. And the boy was like, yeah, I was like playing with this, nice, oh, this, old, this man. Yeah. And so if you need a babysitter, I think we have the guy for you. We have the baby face. (laughs) (laughs) So the status of the caves today um, is, I mean, it's been like on and off throughout the years. Um, You could have events there for Mm -hmm. many years. It was mostly an event space. Um, But they would always also have swing nights there. You can still go to Thursday night swing nights. You sure can. And uh, otherwise, it's like special events only. Um, The ownership of the cave recently changed hands. So there's a new owner. And um, when we were on the tour, we spoke to her and she expressed that she would like to have the cave be open just to the public. Go have a beer or hang out or have music. Um, So so great. That's I would go. Yeah, or you can visit the caves today on one of their tours. They have a ghost tour. They have Mm -hmm. a gangster tour. Mm -hmm. We went (laughs) on the ghost tour. Um, (laughs) And sadly, we were not allowed to create any audio. Nope. 
because I guess the tour is trademarked, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, I'm not sure how anyone could steal your cave tour. When it's <laughs> right. like it's such a unique it's site specific, space. right? Yes. But yeah. we couldn't record anything and we no. couldn't even get away no. from the group because we were all so encouraged to stay together and they would watch for stragglers and it just <laughs> felt like if we took out the recorder then we would be like kicked off the tour. Yeah. <laughs> Is how I felt. <laughs> First of all, I'll say the space of the Wabasha Street Caves is pretty awesome. It is awesome. I had never been in there and it is awesome. It would be a great place to hang out and have a drink. The bar is is so enormous. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not like super decorated or anything. It's pretty much a cave with a a bar in it. But then there are very nice rooms with like, tables and chairs there you know they do have the bandstand still mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so it's a very nice space yeah there's no windows obviously there's no yeah so but the ceilings are pretty high ceilings Doesn't are high. feel claustrophobic so we um our tour consisted of going into the we were in the lobby space oh yeah and we should say there were no it was very dim. So I think yes. on some of the other tours, candlelight. they have more lights on, but it was a candlelight tour. Candlelight so tour. we waited in the lobby for our eyes to adjust because it was pretty, pretty dark in there. It was pretty dark in there. <clears throat> um, our first stop was the fireside room. Yes. They did not tell the story <laughs> in any great detail. I can't believe it. I they f- did tell it on, well, I don't remember... Well, if that we were was, on the history tour or the gangster tour 10 years ago, probably the history tour. But that was like a big part of that story we did when you're in that room. We, we heard right by. We heard about some um, paranormal experiences in the room, but they were mm-hmm. not connected specifically to any gangsters. Um, it was more like someone having their hands touched. <clears throat> yes. Yes. We did not get to see the bullet holes in the fire. And it was so dark. (laughs) Yeah, I remember I went over to the fireplace and I'm like feeling around, like (laughs) where are the bullet holes? But it was just like, um, then after hearing a couple stories in there, mostly about like people that work there experiencing paranormal things, like when they're vacuuming. (laughs) Yes. We go into... I guess what you would say are like the old storage caves. These are mm-hmm. unfinished. Yep. So these caves were not like the nice bar cave. I mean, right. I think like the floors and walls weren't finished. And these are just empty. These are just empty caves. Yep. The main point of this part of the tour was to take photos in the dark. Yes. So everyone is taking like a lot of fo- <laughs> A lot of flashes in my face. I was feeling a little disoriented because you're standing in this dark cavern and it's just like flashing Mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, They had a few candle, like candles in there. And uh, let's see. We 
heard about a light that fell. We heard oh, about yeah. a light that came crashing down during someone's bar mitzvah and um, how they're, they're, they also <laughs> believe there's like a guardian angel. Yes, that, an archangel. An archangel that protects the cave. Um, there might have been, they had a medium come. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she said there were 25 to 30 entities in the cave, which is much more than right the four no wait three people three people that might have died died that's so, a lot and it it's not really known i think that what was conveyed was that the reason this place is haunted is because these this is a place where these entities either worked or had a good time and so they want to come back to this place mhm um, yeah. So. Or they don't know they're dead. Right. So, yeah, they don't know they're dead. So the one thing that happened on the tour that I found to be unsettling, not in a ghosty way, but just in a, like, <laughs> we better get our stories straight, <laughs> is that we asked, we didn't ask, but someone asked about the three gangsters who. Yes she said could have been buried right where we were standing. <laughs> yep. They were buried in another part of the caves and the obvious choice would be the storage caves, like put them in the floor. And so she said, you might be standing on top of these bodies. And someone on the tour said, why didn't you call the police? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why don't you call the police? Why weren't the police called? And why were these bodies never dug up mm-hmm. and what was the response well i it, i think i was focusing on trying to get some photos of orbs <laughs> at that point which we will get to in a second okay the response <laughs> I, I what i remember is yes. that the response was what did, um, yeah what did she say you just have to go with the mystery sometimes <laughs> you just have to like roll with it okay uh, this is not the first time we'll be talking about First or last time, we'll be talking about bones. But um, if it is true that there are bodies there, like, I believe that they should be dug up for those families. I mean, I feel... so maybe there aren't really... I feel like this... Bodies there. There's not. But it was kind of like a weird thing where you're telling us that these bodies are under the floor, possibly, but there's no (laughs) thought to, like... What about these people's families? Would they want to have these remains back? Or mm-hmm. would does mm-hmm. anyone care about them? Um, I thought it was a weird response to be like, well, sometimes you just have to let a mystery <laughs> be a mystery, which to me means like this never happened. Right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, I feel like they need to like either abandon the story. Yeah. Like don't mention, don't yeah. bring it up. Don't even yeah. mention, which is maybe why they didn't tell the story when we were in the fire mm-hmm. side room. Mm-hmm. Um, my so yes, the main the main ghosty activity of this tour was orbs. <laughs> Getting pictures yes. of orbs after we finished in the storage caves, we were we went back into the main cave hall where the bandstand is and we saw a slideshow of orbs 
orbs mm-hmm. that have been captured in the cave in various oh. various time periods. Yep. Um, what <laughs> what was your orbs. impression? Well, it was cool. It was cool seeing those photos. Um, I did not get any orb circular images in my photos. Um, but I did something I noticed in the, let's call it the body's cave, <laughs> the, oh, the unfinished cave, terrible. is like right before the flash went off, there would just be like light shooting around okay. right before. And I thought that it was like dust being stirred up because mm-hmm. we, it was a big group of us. We were walking yeah. through that area. Right. Um, and, and the floors were dirt. Yes. Yep. So there and, was a um, lot of dust in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And um, in a few of the photos, you'll we'll put them up on Instagram. Um, turned out pretty cool. They're kind of like these like little like kind of blurs that I caught on camera. Right. right. Um, and I will say that did not happen every time I took a photo in that cave. So later on, we were kind of circling back. I took some more photos, and that wasn't happening every time. Um, then Faith, you, who, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, go yeah. ahead. Uh, Faith, who is the owner, the new owner, she was kind of bringing up the rear of our group. Um, and I asked her like, or I told her about the light shooting around and she's like, yep, those are orbs, which I guess are spirits or she thinks are spirits. Well, that's what many was, people think are spirits. That's what I was trying to get to. I mean, what are, yeah. what is yeah. an orb? Is I it think a, it's a people spirit. that would believe, yes, that it is a, okay. A spirit. I didn't see any either in any of my photos either. Mm-hmm. Now, what you were also taking photos, and or she, Faith was taking photos, looking in towards the bandstand. Did you see anything? Yeah, by the stage. Yep. Yeah. And she said that was a really common uh, place to okay. see or capture orbs. Uh, I didn't capture anything in that space. Did um, she? She also said sometimes you can like, if you keep your if you take a video or keep it, you'll see things flying around. I do also uh, think that mm. a lot of the experiences of the spirits in the cave or paranormal experiences happen mostly to people that work there or there after mm-hmm. hours, which is, mm-hmm. seems to be the thing we say every episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, often, right? It's often a... Uh, a housekeeper or you know somebody a maintenance person someone that's coming to yep that's there by themselves like you mentioned or they're there they're there after hours cleaning up or setting up yeah there was a um, maintenance worker vacuuming after hours they weren't alone there was one other person a manager in another part of over in the bar part of the cave and he was in the dining room section he saw someone walk through Almost like a, an end, like a spirit just kind of walk yeah. through and disappear almost into a wall. And then a few minutes later, um, he got a call on his radio or she called over to him and said, we're closing up. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, even though we're not done, we're closing yeah. up and we're going because I just saw, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which Hi. is an interesting story because they both saw the same spirit, but not at the same time. I mean, right. That is they really weren't cool. in the same room. Yeah. Um, 
I will say about the orbs, to me, it looked like dust. And I, we did look up right. that it could be something called backscatter, which is the flash of your camera reflected on dust or particles in the air. Um, and even though at the end of the tour, they did say, like, there's no way this could be dust. Um, and most of those photos were, like, circles. They were kind of circles of things. Yeah. Um, mine Why? weren't. Oh. Um, but I do think there was probably... I mean, it's a cave. <laughs> There's probably a lot of stuff flying well, around in the as air. As soon as you, as soon as I started <clears throat> reading about the sandstone and how mm -hmm. it rains, it just it rains down. Like yeah. if you, so um, they used other other caves in St. Paul were used for boat storage. They were so huge that you could park like a mm -hmm. bunch of boats in there all winter, yeah. but they weren't oh. ideal because. There was mice and mold, but also throughout the winter, they would just like get rained on with mm. this sand and sometimes chunks would like fall off and fall on the boats. And I have to think like that's in a cave like that, that's just always happening. These, this, these fine particles are just mm -hmm. kind of filtering down in an area that's not, the walls haven't been finished. Mm -hmm. So even yeah, if they say, natural. there's no dust in here, um, <laughs> it is made out of sand. I mean, you're standing in a, <laughs> you're yeah. standing in a room of sand, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, it's a little hard with the orbs. For me, <laughs> I found the orbs to the be a little. The jury's out for the orbs for us. I mean, I but. found that a little bit tough to, I, but on the other hand, I really appreciated like the effort put into the slideshow. <laughs> yeah. There were like quite a, there were and many it, photos and they weren't all old. Like some were more recent. Some were recent, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. taken within a few months and some were old. Mm -hmm. Some, um, had very large orbs and some just had like little sprinklings of, mm -hmm. of little, um, yeah, so that was interesting and kind of cool because I'd never, I've never experienced <laughs> that before. But at the same time, there's like the part of my brain that's like, there's an explanation for this. Yeah, that's not being addressed in this tour. Right. Yeah, um, I think that people who are involved with the caves, um, it just seems like they a hundred percent believe that this place is mm -hmm. haunted mm -hmm. a lot of times due to direct experience. Um, yeah. And we had the chance to talk to our tour guide yes, we briefly did. after the tour, they were gracious enough to allow us to record just a very short Q and a. So we're here at the Wabasha Street Caves, and we just finished the Lost Souls. Lost Souls Cave Tour, which was excellent. And we're sitting down now with our tour guide, and you are? Uh, my name is Emily Haney. Emily Haney gave an excellent tour today, um, and you said you've been giving tours since? For over 20 years. Over 20 years. And Emily has been gracious enough to share one of her stories about a ghostly experience mm -hmm. in the caves. Yes. 
Um, it happened a few years ago during a Lost Souls tour. Um, and so that you can picture it, I'm dressed as a dead French maid. <laughs> so I've got the noose around my neck and the short skirt and uh, fishnet tights. Uh, and this was shortly after one of our other tour guides had passed away and okay. uh, we were all missing him a lot. And as I led the group to, um, to an archway and I stopped and I turned to face the group, no one was behind me and I suddenly felt a hand on my uh, derriere, <laughs> like I got a little goose, Ooh. and I jumped a little bit, um, and the people right in front of me saw me kind of react. Uh, but So I, I think perhaps our, our departed tour guide was oh. giving me a little pat. Okay. Letting me know that he appreciated my outfit. <laughs> oh, that's a huge story. I like that story. Um, I just enjoy, why do you think this spot or this place is so haunted? What do you think it is about these caves that's so attractive to spirits? I think part of it is that because it still looks very much like it did in the 1930s. Okay. And ghosts, spirits, entities, they... They liked things to be the, the way that they remembered them when they were alive. Okay. And so it's a lot of our, um, our the energy that is here are, are people from the 1930s who remember that era. And so it, it, this still looks like the nightclub that it was then. Okay. And so that's part of it. Um, also, if they don't realize they're dead. <laughs> You yeah, know, the, that, that is one of the types of hauntings. They're still living yeah, their they, lives. Yeah, they're I still think. living their lives. Okay. Um, and I also, I like the idea of, you know, time not being linear, that it's, you know, kind of yeah. wibbly wobbly, you know, things kind of backtrack on themselves. So it could also just be that we are seeing shades of previous events okay. when things happen here. Okay. Have you ever spent a lot of time here alone? No. <laughs> would you, would you spend time here alone? Um, during the day. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest you know I've there are times when I've had to set up or break down after a tour but um, I'm rarely rarely on my own okay and I'm okay with that okay how'd you feel at the caves um I really felt fine. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was, I was interested. I thought it was like a space like I had never been in before. Um, I would go back to the caves. Mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. feel, um, I didn't feel in any way uncomfortable. Let's put it that way. Yeah. How about you? All right. Uh, I also did not feel any like negative energy. Um, but the darkness really like had an impact. Like I didn't want to be left behind yeah. <laughs> with the group. Right. And that was probably just a function of there not being any uh, lights or any lights. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> for sure. But such a cool, such a cool and unique Minnesota site that you should check yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. One um, should check out. <laughs> Not you, Rebecca. <laughs> Listeners. 
Well, I do also want, I want to go back and revisit the history for a second because I want to talk about did these caves, not the Wabashaw Street caves, because they've always been pretty much in use. They've always had a use and they've been kept up. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these other caves mm. are actually very dangerous. Yes. And um, they attract urban explorers and, and teenagers. There's a history of these caves in St. Paul being used as partying spots mm-hmm. that um, a lot of them have been sealed up now. But um, yeah. I did, you know, I looked into how many people have died in these yeah. caves in St. Mm-hmm. Paul. And it's, you know, it's a fair number. <laughs> yeah, um, it's scary. In, yeah. So a lot of them were teenagers. Um, in 1992, two teenagers who were exploring the caves died from carbon monoxide poisoning. Yes, because they lit a fire, right? Um, or maybe that's not it. Maybe that was a different story they might <laughs> that ha- I'm thinking of. They might have. I'm not. So <clears throat> then three teens died in April of 2004. There were they were exploring the cave complex, and a fourth teen who was with them was rescued, but in serious condition. Yeah. And another one, uh, I think there was another one that was that got away. Um, yeah. But they were also overcome by carbon monoxide poisoning, maybe from starting oh. a fire, or yeah, maybe that's something that's occurring in yeah. In the it, it could also be something that's occurring in the cave. That was a big. That was a big one mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I never knew, I wasn't aware of this at the time, but in for many, many years, um, a network of caves um, that's, that runs under Shepherd Road was used as a Halloween, um, like a site for a Halloween experience called Tunnel of Terror. Whoa. <laughs> and they would use this network of caves that people would, people would line up and, and you would go into the cave in groups and you'd have to hold on to a rope so you wouldn't oh get lost goodness. in the dark. But they had many, many rooms, like huge rooms. They had a three-story Frankenstein's castle. Whoa. And a Dracula's castle and a sanatorium or a crematorium. Hmm. They had different experiences, <laughs> different scenes that you would walk into. And people would like reach out and grab you. And, hmm. um, you know, it was like people would just like, fall to the ground in the sand and like be scared oh no (laughs) but so in 2004 when this happened this these teens died the um city demanded that the jc's which were the group that ran the halloween tunnel of terror they demanded that they have a alternate back exit for their cave and so they Mm, looked into looked into building one but it would have been a quarter of a million dollars to create oh. this alternate exit. So they just, that was their last year. They had uh, October, yeah. 2004, they did their last mm. tunnel of terror. Um, <sighs> but then in 2017, two teens were rescued from the caves after an evening of explore, exploration went wrong. It took two and a half hours to reach them in these caves. And then in August of 2021, (gasps) one person from a group of five adults died while exploring the cave system during a thunderstorm because the cave flooded and it washed (gasps) them into the Mississippi River. Oh, my gosh. And this person drowned. 
So I just want to say, don't, number one, no one is saying that any of these people (laughs) who died are ghosts that haunt the caves. Um, These are not caves where people are going. Um, Some of these caves are now sealed, Mm -hmm. but the caves in themselves are kind of dangerous. Like Mm -hmm. it's not, Mm -hmm. it seems fun to go caving, I think, but like there are a lot of dangers associated with it how ghosty is wabasha street caves keeping it and you can't actually sleep there no but if you were if you could (laughs) (laughs) okay if you (laughs) how i think they're they're keeping it a ghostly three Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm um, because there have been so many sightings, so many experiences. Yeah. And they're really embracing this, this, the ghosts. They, they're not denying anything. They're really into it. They had the, they had the famous Minnesota psychic. Yeah. Echo Bodine. Echo Bodine come. She had a lot of, you know, experiences in the cave. Um, it's not, nothing is um, malicious in this cave. It seems like mm-hmm, a lot of, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I would think for the whole ghosty atmosphere, I'm yeah. going to give it a three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with a four. Oh. Um, oh. I was thinking like, Katie, if you left, if you like dropped a glove, <laughs> if you were on the tour and you like dropped a glove in like right? the bowels of the cave, like deep in, not just like the oh. next room in from the lobby, right? like, I would not go back in by myself to get it. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would what take a buddy. What if someone was like, here's a flashlight, go find your glove. A flashlight? Yeah. There's like, go enough. find it. If they could turn on, if they turned on oh, the, the light, if they turned well, all the lights back on. Okay. Fine. Okay. I could stay there longer, but it was so pretty creepy. It was pretty creepy being here's there. Here's one creepy part of the cave that we have not discussed. There is one cave at least that is only accessible through some like we saw like the mouth of the yeah, we did it was a tunnel that we saw the mouth to but like no one can go in it <sighs> oh boy. and they didn't explain why no they didn't i don't know if it's unstable oh, or if there's just, like a bunch yeah. of crap stored in there it's not mm-hmm. it wasn't known but apparently from that opening there was a woman who appeared a couple times on a tour Yes. And was hovering around. Yes, and touching, touching, touching the tour guides. But the that yeah. cave didn't seem to have any lighting. And there was just like this black opening. Mm-hmm. And I do have to say it might take a bit of coaxing to get me to like walk <laughs> through that opening or crawl, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when we were on the tour, I noticed that the tour guide positioned herself like in front of it in a like a way like you're no one's going in here yeah don't she no made peeking. a point of saying this is off limits mm-hmm, and i mm-hmm. feel like it's probably just another you know storage tunnel but probably there's probably i mean i feel like there the main caves there's got to be some other I think there's more stuff and things that, that we, we haven't see. um that we haven't seen here's an idea for a new tour <laughs> okay yes yes nooks and wabasha caves <gasps> nooks and crannies tour nooks and crannies oh my god Go at your own risk. <laughs> so they would let you into that mystery cave. Yeah. You would crawl in there. What if, <laughs> right, 
And what if the caves, what if they just gave you your own headlamp and that's all you had? That's it? Yeah. We're talking Blair Witch here. Yeah. Like you just have a- That's scariest because something could just run in front. I think there's people who would pay a lot of money for that experience. I think so too. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People love to be scared at that level. <laughs> they do. I don't know that I want to be scared at that level. You know, actually knowing me, I'd be thinking more about spiders oh, than ghosts. I'd be like, what kind of weird <gasps> cave spider is in oh, here? Oh my god! Into my hair. I don't want to know. Right. Right. Um, I would be afraid of that. <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, anything, any last words, Rebecca? Last words. Wrap it up. Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. My, my, I guess my last thought is, um, just, I think if you're into swing dancing, (laughs) yeah, you should take a visit to the caves and just enjoy this very unique surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think so it's, too. it's definitely worth a visit. For sure. Yeah. Well, if you've been to the caves and you have a story that you want to share with us, feel free to email us at keepitghosty at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at keepitghosty and we will post photos from the caves, including potential your orbs orbs Orbs. (laughs) potential i have no orb (laughs) photos to contribute but i have other i just have cave photos excellent well until next Next time time, don't forget to keep keep it ghosty. ghosty